Hello, and welcome to And Let's Be Heard for Wednesday, June 7th, 2023. I'm Micah Chopoli. All right, how's everyone doing on this Wednesday night? Reminder, I'm here on the East Coast, currently in Miami, Miami, Florida. So the show's airing a few hours earlier than usual, usually 11 p.m., Pacific, 2 a.m. Eastern, but right now it's uh, 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific, so three hours earlier than your normally scheduled programming. Um, interesting. So I'm here in Florida, and I'm looking at all these <clears throat> Twitter uh, feeds, people on my Twitter feed from New York, showing this like post-apocalyptic type sky just you know orangey and smoky and you've seen the photos they're frightening um that is what it looked like when the wildfires were in california that's what san francisco looked like i remember waking up one morning early like six seven o'clock in the morning and the sky was just pure orange frightening really frightening and this is what New York is going through now because of the wildfires in Quebec, in Quebec, Canada. They're having wildfires and it's spreading down. But I have a friend who lives in Plattsburgh, which is upstate New York, right by the border. He says it's just horrible up there. But all that smoke has gone all the way down with the winds all the way down to New York City and Philadelphia as well. In fact, they had to cancel the ball games tonight. Um, but of course, on cue. On cue, we knew this was going to happen. We have the climate, uh, the climate whack jobs, right? Climate whack jobs saying, "Well, look what's happening." Whenever there's a meteorological event, um, it, it, and this is not even a meteorological event, really, right? This is the result of meteorological events, such as dry weather, you know, unusually dry weather, and then this happens, and then there are fires. And there's smoke, and when there's smoke, there's fire, if you haven't heard. Um, but, of course, the wackos are coming out, and they're not just low-level wackos. They're big wackos, like the Wicked Witch of the East, Kathy Hochul, right? So, of course, we're hearing these climate wackos coming out and saying, once again, we're proven right. There's, they're not proven right. There's no statistics. There's no data. There's no science. There's no proof of any kind of global warming to the point where they think it's, you know, the world's ending. But we do have proof. This is something we do have proof of. We do have proof these nut jobs have been telling us the world's going to end every 20 years for the last 60 years, right? Every 20 years, they say, 20 years from now, the world's gone. It's not gone. We know that. They lie. They're idiots. They're morons. But they keep lying. They lied. You know, look, they lied for three years about masks and COVID in general and debts and ventilators and, and vaccines. They lied about everything and they kept lying about it. And they're being they're caught in their lies. They're caught in their lies over and over again. And they still keep lying. So, of course, they're going to lie about climate change, even though they've been proven over and over again to be total morons. What we have is uh, cyclical. It's weather. It's cyclical. Right. What these morons don't understand is that 10,000 years ago, these things were also happening in a cyclical fashion, not constant. Maybe they would happen in one part of the world and not in the other. 
And then it would switch to a different part, just like we're seeing in this country, right? The wildfires were in California. Now they're in Quebec because that area had a dry winter. But of course, California had a very wet winter. So no need. It's not going to happen. There won't be any wildfires. See, it's called the cycle of life, the cycle of meteorology. That's what it is. These are all cyclical events that have happened for, for thousands and thousands of years. But these morons are so stupid. They're so anti-science. They're so Neanderthalic in their thinking that they just want to look at like the last few years, right? They want to say, oh, my goodness, look at what's happened in the last five years. Wildfires in California and now wildfires in Canada. Oh, my God. Not even thinking for one fucking second that this happened years ago, that happened tens of years ago, it happened hundreds of years ago, happened thousands of years ago. And every once in a while, it comes back again. It's called a cycle. But of course, they jump on it right away, right? They jump on it right away that it's climate change. Oh, climate change is killing us. Climate change is destroying us. Oh, my God, what are we going to do? And then Kathy Hogel, I mean, she's such a moron. She really is. She's such a dumb broad that now she's having them distribute like millions of N95 masks tomorrow. Millions of N95 masks. Now, we know masks didn't stop the spread of COVID at all. Not one bit. Not for one second. But if you were going to give out, if you believed they did, as Kathy Hochul does, um, why wouldn't you give them out like a year and a half ago? Why wouldn't you give them out like in the heart of COVID? Were you sitting on them? Where were these masks? These, aren't these the ones you said there was a shortage of originally in like April of 2020? Weren't we told there was a shortage of these masks and hospital workers needed them? Hospital workers needed them. So no, don't go, don't buy those because there won't be any for your doctor and your nurse. Instead, buy the cloth masks instead, right? Isn't that what people were told? Now, all of a sudden, we have millions of these N95 masks. And she's going to hand them out now as though this event is going to last for three years, right? Like this event is going to be COVID and they're going to keep this going for three years. In three days, the smoke's going to be gone. Why are you giving out? Why are you wasting that kind of money giving out these masks when this is only a very temporary event? It makes absolutely zero sense what people will do. Once again, this is... You could tell these people like Kathy Hochul, they can't wait to mandate. They can't wait to mandate. Maybe it's because she connect maybe because she can't get a real mandate. She's got to mandate these things. Maybe she needs a real mandate. Maybe that'll take care of her. But they can't wait to mandate. And we already hear story I'm reading stories already about oh, is it time to bring back masks? Now wait a minute. I thought with the Democrat liberal science the idea behind masks during COVID was to stop one human from spreading COVID to the next human, right? So why would you bring back masks for smoke? Is there a science? Is there science out there that says one human being can transfer their smoke to another human being if they don't wear a mask? Their respiratory issues dealing with smoke? What, what science says that? What science says that smoke inhalation issues are contagious? 
These people are so fucking dumb. They're so dumb. They are incredibly idiotic. And like I said, it's not just regular Joe Schmoes saying this stuff. It's a person who runs the state of New York of 20 million people. The liberals are such reactionary assholes. All they do is react. They have no clue how to think ahead. They have no idea how to look at analysis and numbers. All they do is react. And they react, and, and their natural reaction is to force things on people, right? To come up with solutions that make zero sense. And they end up spending millions and millions of dollars for nothing. This happened in California. In fact, the event in California, God, went on for a long time, days and days, right? God, it might have been weeks and cycles. It was a long thing. It wasn't just, you know, two or three days of smoke. Um, but remember, that was before COVID. So there was no talk about throwing millions of dollars at N95 masks. But all of a sudden, to the liberal Democrat brain, the N95 mask is the cure for everything. It's the cure for the flu. It's the cure for COVID. It's the cure for smoke. It's the cure for everything. This is how stupid these people are. That before March of 2020, there were wildfires all the time. California has had problems because we're in dry periods. We're in dry cycles. No one ever thought about spending millions of dollars on N95 masks. Now, all of a sudden, that's the go-to for everything. N95 masks. That'll cure everything. No, once again, what these liberal Democrats can't get into their fucking heads, that people will do as they please. So if you don't mind going out in the smoke, you'll go out in the smoke. If you want to stay in, you'll stay in. If you want to take a fucking 50-mile jog in the smoke, you'll do it. They don't seem to fucking get it. People can decide on their own. The liberal Democrat wants to be the mommy and daddy of everybody. They want to be the mommy and daddy of everybody. We don't need you fucking idiots to tell us that this smoke might be a little unhealthy. We don't need your advisories telling us that when we look out our window and the sky's fucking orange, we might want to stay in that day. We might want to cover our mouths when we go out. We might want to run from one place to the next. The way people do in, in, in Vegas on a hot day, air, one air conditioned thing to another. Maybe, they, maybe that's what some people will do. Or some people will say, no, I'm young and healthy. Remember that idea of people being young and healthy and making these decisions to do things on their own because they are young and healthy and they can do things, right? Maybe those people will decide, just like they decided correctly, that they had no danger of COVID whatsoever. Maybe they'll decide that they can go out in the smoke. Maybe they'll decide it's okay. We can go out in the smoke because we're young and healthy. Maybe that's a decision that an adult can take on their own. We don't need Kathy Hochul. We don't need the smoke advisory committee. We don't need any of this shit. We don't need N95s being thrust in our faces. We don't need any of this stuff. What we want is the government to go away. That's what we want. We want the government to go away now more than ever. You have to hate this government. You have to hate these people who think they have the answer to everything. And their answers are usually not just wrong. 
but incredibly, incredibly destructive and hurtful. Incredibly destructive and hurtful. But they haven't learned because we haven't punished them. I'll go back to that again. They haven't learned because we didn't punish them. We didn't put them in jail for killing people because of their use of ventilators. We didn't put them in jail for killing people because of the vaccine. We didn't put them in jail for killing people for lockdowns. We didn't put them in jail for killing people for destroying the economy. We didn't put them in jail, at least not yet. When we put them in jail, they'll stop. They'll stop mandating once we put them in jail. You know what they'll say? Maybe we should let people do what they want so we don't end up in jail anymore. I'm so tired of it. I'm so tired. I really am. I'm tired of how dumb these liberals are. How fucking dumb they are that they can't even. They're so, they're such useless human trash that they can't even look at their failures and say, oh, let's admit we were wrong. Let's change. Let's do things differently. This is what human trash the left has become. That's what they are. And there's no pretty way to put it. They're human trash. Because a, a, a Only a worthless human can never admit they're wrong. A worthless human cannot admit they're wrong. And these people are worthless humans. I don't care if they're politicians and people say, oh, politicians can't admit they're wrong. It's bullshit. Of course, politicians can admit they're wrong. But these people can't. And they continue to make more mistakes, mistake after mistake, after mistake, after mistake, after mistake. And their reflexive, their liberal reflexive action is to mandate everything, to blame everything on climate change, to blame everything on the right. When, of course, everything the left is doing is wrong. Everything the left did over the last three and a half years was wrong. They didn't do one thing that was right. No one can name one thing they did that was right. Everything was wrong. Everything. And Brady, I'll get to you in a second. Everything was wrong. From masking, from vaccines, from six feet to stop to, to 15 days to stop the spread. Six feet apart will stop the spread. Everything they did was wrong. The lockdowns would stop the spread. Only outdoor seating would stop the spread. They were wrong about everything. They were wrong about fucking everything, big and small. Hey, Brady. How's this? What's up? I just want to fit. Uh, defend legitimate liberals because <laughs> liberals are what the reason liberal? for all what the nice things liberal? we have. And we're very good at admitting when we're wrong. We are scientists. You know, scientists have no problem admitting when they're wrong. Well, at least a legitimate scientist has no problem admitting when they're wrong, right? And um, you see the same kind of behavior on the right. You know, you look at Donald Trump who had four years to do whatever he wanted to as president, you know, he could have arrested Hillary. He could have investigated 9-11. He could have investigated the Jeffrey Epstein situation. Uh, none of those things happened, you know? So, I mean, it's the, it's the same problem on both sides of the political fence, but, uh, the legitimate liberals who are left, who are rare, you know, few and far between, not a total NPC, like you said, mm-hmm. um, we're totally capable. Like I'm just one liberal. I'm just one human being working by myself, but I get a lot done and I never have a problem admitting when I'm wrong. And I think Trump, Trump derangement syndrome goes the other direction too. Um, yeah. A lot of people will yeah. give up on reality and facts to defend Donald Trump, you know? 
So it's important to mention, just to, to realize that those NPCs exist on both sides. And, um, but you can't thank conservatives for things like computers and, you know, technology, medicine, you know, the things that we really enjoy. You can, you can thank them for doing the hard work that needs to be done to keep us all alive, you know, because uh, conservatives are the ones that do the nitty gritty work that uh, keeps the wheels turning around the world. You know, yeah. they do yeah. the hard work necessary that no one else wants to do. They're the ones that do it. Um, but when so it comes to lately, patterns. Well, we, uh, but it's disingenuous. I think when it comes to lately, we've seen a pattern on one side. It's it's the left that's really, you know, then the part of anti-science, the anti-science party. What, what and what annoys me about them is, is they think they're the party of science. They will say, say. party of science. They're not. I don't care if they once might. I mean, the last three years proved they're not the party of science. They're party of fear. They're party of hysteria. They're party of knee-jerk reaction. They're not. That's not science. Scientists aren't knee-jerk reactionaries. They look at the issue. They look at the facts. They look at the evidence. I would add that those aren't liberals. You know, the majority of scientists probably don't really identify much as they might vote Democrat. They don't identify that way. It's kind of like a lesser of two evil decision for most people. And, and just about any Democrat you talk to mm. is pretty willing and willing to admit that, like, hey, man, I plugged my nose and voted for Joe Biden. I don't like the guy, but there was a gun pointed at women's uteruses all over the country, you know, so I had to make a tough decision. And uh, like even liberals like myself can admit but it was the wrong decision. Like, I yeah. wish I would have voted green. But even the gun at the computers is, 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 is bullshit. It's all fear and hysteria ginned up by the left. There's no, there's no, no gun on anyone's uterus. It's a state issue. If you state live issue. in a state where you elect people who are pro-abortion, you get abortions whenever you want. If you're in a state where you elect people who are anti-abortion, that usually means that the majority of the people, because they're the ones voting for these people, don't want abortion. So it's, it's, it's very okay, so what about the children? What about the children who exist in states where it's legal to be married at 13? And we have kids getting married off to 30-year-old men at 13 years old still here in the United States. Yeah, I know. But you're bringing you up that's a, okay? an anomaly. That's not a normal, regular thing. Come on. Of Brady. course it's not normal or regular, but an it's abortion is normal it's, 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 you're, you're, you're saying, like, how about places in this country where men fuck sheep? So it's, it's, it's not a big thing. Come on. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a weird thing. It doesn't make it any more percentage okay. of the society. Fact that it doesn't happen very often. Doesn't make it any more okay, you know. It, it, and, it makes it it makes it an issue you don't have to bring up. You really don't. It's like a non-issue. Well, <laughs> I do unfortunately have to bring it up because uh, no one's willing to speak for these children, um, and no one wants to address what these kids are going through. It looks like and, the left doesn't want to address what the uh, the uh, trans stuff that's being pushed on children, the the sexually oh, provocative ready. drag shows that are being brought to kindergartners. The left doesn't I'm, seem too I'm, concerned I'm with those willing, children. I'm ready to address what? that anytime. I'm will yeah. see. I'm a real liberal. I'm willing and ready to address trans issues at any time. You can. I, I'm not running from any of those debates. And I'm gonna be real with you. Church is more dangerous and damaging than trans drag shows. If I was a little kid and I saw a trans man walking around butt naked with his wiener out and his boobies out, 
I saw a butt naked trans man as a kid at the library when I went in there. Guess what? It would only make me laugh. It would be one of the funniest childhood memories I've ever had. Because you're a very sarcastic soul. You've always been a very sarcastic soul. I'm not being sarcastic at all. I'm being real. Let's be real, real, Mike. A a, a 10-year-old you, a 7-year-old you walks in the library, sees a naked man with boobs. You're going to crack up laughing. You're going to think it's the funniest damn thing you've seen in your whole life. And you're going to tell all your friends about it. You know what I mean? It's it's just a fucking weird freak show. You know what I mean? Like, now church is torturous. <laughs> it it it's literally not really robs I think, us. I think you're being a, a very typical liberal who just lashes out of religion. I think in its, in, in, in its purest form, yeah, there are... There are these, you know, incredible these people who, who, who you know, who, who bastardize things. But religion, in its purest form, is really about. If you read the Bible, it's just about. It's about loving each other and peace. It's not about anything but that. You know, it's about. No, I have read the people. Bible. Yeah, yeah. I have read the Bible many times, yeah. and it's not all love and rainbows and peace. As a matter of fact, the rainbow only showed up on Earth after God destroyed every living human yeah. on the planet no, but, except the, for one family. Yeah. I mean, the Bible is and a reflection. Yeah, the Bible's a reflection of the way those people were thinking at the time, the people who wrote it. I don't believe in all that, you know, the afterlife and all that stuff. I'm just saying it was a reflection of the times of the people who were writing things. But if you look at the book of Revelations, there's a lot of stuff in there that's, you know, pretty fucking on target. You know, so that's because it's self-fulfilling prophecy. It's because it's, it's a prophecy saying, it's pretty that's fucking been on target for people who wrote ago, it so long ago, thousands of years ago. Cult- yeah, the cult has been self-fulfilling this prophecy yeah. for thousands most, of years. Most, most so of children don't go to church. Most most children don't go to church and come out of it hating people or being violent or not liking their fellow man. Come on, it's not the way it oh, is. Bet, it's not. It's not. Bet, bet. It's not. I, I can prove you wrong. I can prove you wrong with the video camera. How can you prove me wrong with the video camera? I can wait while people are coming out of church on Sunday, and I can go up and talk to them and prove to yeah. you that they are fucking psychopathic. They are not, Brady. Stop. Okay. You're, you're being, you're uh, being psychopathic. A little peek under the curtain. All you have to do is lift the curtain up and look behind it to see what's really going the on. The average person who goes to church, the average person in this country, in middle America, who goes to church is not psychopathic. They go there to be around their fellow man. They go there to congregate. They go there to eat after. They go out to breakfast. Come on, Brady. Don't be ridiculous. Don't I didn't say the average one is psychopathic. I suppose if I... I find some psychopathic tendencies in yeah. dang near all of them. Yeah. I see a lot of wounded people in church, and what I see, I see is a lot a of I see a lot of wounded men who think they're women, and women who think they're men. That's what I see. That's what wounds I'm seeing these days. And yeah. and and yeah. by the way, the condition. left has always complained, Brady, about the right. One of the one of the things the left in general. Uh, criticizes about religion is that those people who are religious are always trying to push their religion on anyone else. Well, how about people trying to push the transgender movement on everyone else? People trying to push this stuff on children. What, what is the transgender movement, though? What's the transgender what movement? To try to get everyone to believe it's normal when it's abnormal. Something that's not I guess normal. I, is normal. That's what they want you to believe. And they want yeah, children I'll see to grow. You, Wait a minute. They I would define children. it like this. They're trying to change language. They're yeah, trying to change language children. in a divisive, unnecessary way. Right. But they right? want they're children to, to grow up thinking this is normal and not abnormal. That's what they want. It is That's normal. Part of the it's always been process. normal, dude. 
that's always been normal for us. It's always been normal for dudes to dress up like women and want to be a woman. J. Edgar Hoover that's dressed up like a woman, called himself Mary. You are biologically a woman. That's called a transgender fetish. It's a totally different thing. Those people know what they're doing, and when they put the clothes aside, they are their biological gender. Yeah. They don't believe. They actually call it autogynophobia. It's not. It's, auto- it's not like me saying I'm a woman. Hey Brady, I'm a woman now. And if you were yeah. my friend, you'd say, Mike, get help. You're not a woman. Mike, you're a man. Mike, you're a man. But what they believe, right. and what Nina Nina Turner isn't Nina Turner a champion of the left, progressive, Bernie Krat? She said, if no, no, Nina Turner is not a champion of the left. No, not the not the legitimate left. Nina Turner is a champion of neoliberals, just like neoconservatives. It's the same fucking team. Let me that tell works you, Brady. Against humanity. Yeah. Brady, it seems like the what you consider the legitimate left is getting smaller and smaller. I don't know who they it's are. It's always anymore. been small. We've always been small. I'm glad you believe you're one of them. I believe you're one of them too. If you, Hey, if you say you're one of them, you're one of them. I'm one of them. I, uh, check, check it out. I can break it to you on a scientific, I'll pass the, I'll pass the joint to your next caller as well, but I'll break it down to you on a scientific basis. Passing the it joint. turns out that the difference mm-hmm. between liberals and conservatives is that liberals are interested in making progress to achieve new technologies, newer, better things, uh, while taking some risky moves to do it. While conservatives like to play it safe and protect the good things that we have. So on a psychological level, that's essentially what make, what differentiates between conservatives mm. and liberals. One is more mm. risk-taking and one yeah. is more safe and conservative. So what am I? And, I think I'm going to uh, start a new party called the realist party the the i can't, I can't use the r because i think i'm republican yeah. re maybe like rt the realist party people who just live in the real world in reality and want to exist and which want to exist in reality that's all yeah just, uh, just political party based that's on math logic and science right i love it let's start it yeah i'm all about it man um i want to start it and i'll just add that i'm also left-handed my hair <laughs> spirals to the left so i'm like <laughs> And I even get left out of leftist circles. Even the lefties leave me out. So I'm like to the left of the left. Yeah, so I really am the left. Re- yeah, one of the realist ones you'll find, man. <laughs> no, I, you know, it's you obviously, you know, are a a, a certain type of person that doesn't really exist too much. You know, it's where you believe what you believe, and you're steadfast and resolute in your beliefs. And you, um, I'm flexible in my beliefs. I'm very flexible. I look forward to being wrong. Well, then you have a lot to look forward to. (laughs) It's usually a pleasant surprise when I'm wrong. (laughs) It's usually a pleasant surprise. But you have to be able to admit it. That's all. That's it. Absolutely. Just admit you're wrong. wrong. It's it's very simple. Uh, I was Mm. wrong. I was wrong on that. That's all. Yeah. It's not hard. Those those words are easy to say. Mm-hmm. It's easy yep. to admit you're mm-hmm. wrong. So you have to wonder, so. what is the flaw of all these people? What is that flaw that prevents them from admitting they're wrong? Is it hubris? Um, it's megalomania. Yeah, hubris. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe there's a sociopathic element to it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's, yep. it's, it's, and once again, I understand the world is full of these people, but the problem seems to be especially lately, then more and more of them are getting elected into positions of power over yes. us. Yes. 
that's a problem. That's a bad pattern, Brady. And mm-hmm. it's a pattern that's really developing. It's I don't, you know, uh, will it stop? I don't know. But lately. I can explain it. I can explain ahead. it, man. It's chemical brain damage. It's engineered chemical brain damage. And then people are being uh, taken advantage of with a damaged brain. And they're yeah. easily manipulated when they have damaged brains. Sure. So people's brains are being um, targeted and then they're being manipulated mm-hmm. um, at the same time. Simple as that. Yeah. That sounds like a little thing, you know. Hey, Brady, let me let me get to Joe. Thanks for the call, Brady. As always, have enjoy enjoy life in Texas. Hey, Joe, what's going on tonight, Joe? Hey, Mike. Um, hey. Yeah, man, I, I'll tell you what. Uh, I appreciate the discussion tonight, but like. I felt like Brady was getting places and then he derailed himself because I think like, um, these are, you know, conservatism, you know, the, the future vote by far did not vote for Republican vision. Uh, 50 states, not in the 18 to 28 demographics did not vote for Republican vision. Mm-hmm. And, and like, you know, this can't be a, a, a an election about wokeism because yeah. wokeism, like what a dude, if you get caught up as a conservative in wokeism, you're lost, you know, you, like mm-hmm. there's too many economic problems, too many like realist, like I know, cap- but we can, Mike, Joe, Mike, Mike, here, I'll shut up after this. Mike, if you're a capitalist and nobody realizes the capital up. forces that that will um, dominate the political for-profit system, yeah. we're done. This, no, this, but go ahead. I hear this argument all the time. It's not just this year. Every year it's like, don't get caught up in this particular thing. I mean, we can talk about a lot of different things. We can walk and chew bubblegum and spit yeah. and look and hear and listen at the same time. So I agree with you. The economic thing is always very important, always the most important. But this wokeism, I think, is a big issue. I really do, because it, it encompasses such a big umbrella of social issues, social contagion issues, such as pushing the transgender stuff on children, right? Teaching children at a very young age that this stuff is normal when it's not normal, because the the public school system wants them to believe it's normal because they believe it's normal. So they want to indoctrinate, groom children. So when they grow up to be our age, they're like, what are you talking about? I accept transgenders just like I do blacks and whites and gays and lesbians. And and that's the problem. So these are issues because we do want future generations to live in the real world, not in this phony reality the left has created. You know, and this wokeism, you know, I, I guess, uh, you know, I think DeSantis had said something about it. It's kind of like Marxism is also a big part of what happened during during COVID, right? Which is that, hey, man, if you're woke, you know you don't want to kill grandma. Well, no woke person would kill grandma and grandpa. Therefore, you have to wear the mask, get the vaccine, close your business, stay indoors, not see your elderly loved ones for two years. You can't go to that nursing home. So I think wokeism covers a dude, lot more those, than just little annoying dude, things. Dude, those are broad swaths. Like you're 
You're just like swinging all around. I don't think and I am. I'll tell you I'm, here. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Because like all these woke concerns, like running around, I realize that a conservative is concerned about that. I'm not going to uh, say that you're not, and that yeah. groups of you conservatives are, mm-hmm. and kind of like hardcore righties. You're mm-hmm. you're not like this is where you're at. I get that. But here's what I'll say to you. This is why you're not, uh, as a group, relevant is because, like, when this 18 to 28-year-old says, yeah, no, I'm not down with that vision, and you guys are just saying, you know, this is like a scold-off. You're scolding this youth movement, but yet, you know, your movement is really old, and you're very old and very rancid. No, 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 no. Look, the 18 to 28 year old group. Tell me why you're relevant. The 18 to 28 year old group has always gone left, always through history. They've always been much more democratic voters. Wait a minute. Most most people go left. Go ahead, Mike. Wait a minute. No, most people, as they get older, go right. When they're younger, they're realistic. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. I'll prove you wrong, but go ahead. I'll prove you wrong, but go ahead. Come on, a lot of the hippies I'll, became I'll conservative. I'll easily prove you Joe, wrong. Go Joe, ahead. the hippies became conservatives. I'm a 57-year-old guy. I'm a 57-year-old guy. I'll prove you wrong gladly. Go ahead. You're one person, Joe. People it in general matter. I'll get prove more you conservative as they get. Like, oh, what are you proving? You, you can't prove populism. anything. What proof? I'll work you through populism. The force of populism is something that you can't fight against. Joe, it's you're being idiotic. Opinion, Mike. Joe, Joe. Every election cycle, the younger groups are more democratic. The older groups are more conservative. Joe, Joe, think about this. Think about this for a second. Those older groups used to be the younger groups that were more liberal. As they got older, they became more conservative. That's why the middle-aged and older groups vote Republican, and the younger groups vote Democrat. Don't you see that? These people get older, and it's a turnaround of the generations, Joe. That's proof that younger no, people not. are more you liberal and numbers, they get older Mike. they get more conservative numbers, Mike. go ahead go ahead i'm sorry go ahead joe it's always been this way joe you got the older small groups numbers vote Mike. for the left and the older groups vote for the right but you those older people numbers, joe Mike. joe you got joe small those numbers, older Mike. people joe Used you to be younger numbers, people bro. who voted for democrats joe you got That's small numbers right you got small numbers, and nobody's buying what oh, you're please. buying. But what, what are you, you talking have? about? I got small numbers. This is the you way things have always numbers, been. Dude. They've you're always been that small. way. You're That's why Democrats small. target the young people because they have the I know, ones but on you're the left. Up small, and and here's the problem with with your demographic is that you guys can't appeal to anybody that is into uh, that isn't into Sharia conservative law. You're like rolling up with all these social issues that people aren't buying you, Mike. And and I'll tell you what why. Talking about? Here, Mike, people in this economic, country are getting tired Mike. of this left okay, go ahead. woke go ahead. bullshit. People in this country are getting tired of this left woke bullshit. That's why Ron but DeSantis you're talking about won by 20 and it's points. Economic, Mike. No, that's you're why Ron DeSantis won by economic. 20 points. Yes, the Democrats shut Mike, the fucking economy down, Mike, Joe, Mike, and killed our Mike, fucking economy Mike, oh my the past God, three years. Yeah, Ron Mike, DeSantis on, didn't shut the economy Mike, down. Don't show Andrew up Cuomo shut the economy down. Oh, my. Come on, please, give me a break, Joe. Don't bullshit. Don't bullshit. 
idiotic. How stupid. Come on. Sometimes you have to just admit reality, but that's a problem with the left. They just can't admit reality. They can't admit reality. Through time, 18 to 25-year-olds vote for Democrats. That's why they target them. They've targeted them since the beginning of time. 25 to 40, not 45, mixed. 45 to 54, more right-wing. 60-plus, more most mostly Republican. It's always been that way. But what Joe just simply want to understand is that those older people used to be the younger people who voted for Democrats. See, that's the way it works. The older people, younger people get older and they change and they become more conservative. Oh, my God. In fact, that's always been told to me when I was younger. When you're older, you'll get more conservative. I, used to, I, I was told the older people always said that to me. I used to be when, when I was young age, I was more liberal. I became more conservative. And now it's going to happen to you. That's like the way life works. Does it work to, for a a hundred percent of the people? No, of course not. But generally, that's why we use the word general. That's the way it works. Like the hippies, as they got older, they got more conservative. A lot of the right wingers now were hippies in the 60s and 70s. Why? Because they were younger. My goodness. Incredible. And to think for one second that this country is not getting tired of this woke nonsense, not getting tired of these things that are being taught to children, trying to push this transgender crap on children, trying to make a group that is psychologically damaged look normal and not have to address their psychological damage. People are tired of this. They're tired of this woke culture. The proof is in Florida. The proof is in the state I'm in now, which has always been a very mixed state. It's always been a very mixed state. It's always been a very purple state. It's one of the top swing states in the country over the last four decades. But in 2022, they were tired of that. They were tired. People who didn't vote, let's put it this way. Young people, old people, all ages voted for Ron DeSantis. Younger people voted for Ron DeSantis more than they usually do, than they ever voted for Republican, right? Ron DeSantis got older people, younger people, white, black, Latino, gay, straight, everybody. Because Florida, which is very much a microcosm of the country, a mixed state, mixed everything, mixed ages, mixed genders, mixed races, mixed politics, Everything, which is what made it such a, which is an important swing state, went a million and a half votes for Ron DeSantis, 20 points for Ron DeSantis, in large part because of the wokeness. That's why when Ron DeSantis gave his acceptance speech, when he won again, he said, Florida's where woke goes to die. And everyone cheered because a big part of his reelection campaign was on this woke crap. And the people of Florida, very indicative of the country, said, we're tired of it. We're tired of this crap being pushed on us. We don't want it to be pushed on us anymore. We don't want it to be pushed on our children anymore. Whether it's the transgender stuff, you know, whether it's the critical race theory. And once again, Virginia, 
a blue-leaning state, actually solidly blue for a very long time, they elected Glenn Youngkin based on the critical race theory stuff being taught to children in the classroom. So to say the country is not sick of the woke stuff, that the, the, the right has nothing to stand on, that there's nothing there, is total bullshit. If anyone has nothing to stand on, it's the left. And remember, it was the left who shut down the economy, not the right. It was the Democratic governors who were shutting down their economy, not the, not the Republican governors like Ron DeSantis. If you want to talk about the economy and the economy over the last three years. Hey, Bill, how's it going? Hey, can you hear me okay? Yep, loud and clear. Uh, well, we have the politics that separate the states, for sure. And you point that out very clearly, you know. I, the only thing I, you know, on the big picture, uh, it's interesting. We talked about the World Economic Forum. We talked about this global governance movement through them, the NGOs. And I guess what I'm getting at is, does it seem, it doesn't seem, or hasn't seemed to matter much who's president over time. You know, there may be minor differences, but it's still been like, from what I read anyway, before the pandemic, a $50 trillion wealth transfer since trickle down economics that Bush one called voodoo economics. But, you know, in other words, enriching the rich by giving them tax breaks, you know, and subsidizing uh, oil and gas uh, exploration and stuff, or this precision schedule railroading that that happened over three administrations, for example, you know. And so, maybe, and I don't know because I don't know Joe. I, you know, I was listening a little bit, and you know, I, I think by being uh, really hardly antagonistic, it was hard. I was trying to see where he was coming from. I don't know. I can't speak for him because I've never talked to him before. But I'm wondering if it wasn't what he was trying to get at was in the bigger picture. But I can't say. You know, let's, you and I discuss that. In the bigger picture, I don't know. Can Ron DeSantis get elected? I hope he can. I mean, I would like to see RFK Jr. uh, elected. I and maybe the two of them could work together somehow. I mean, not that. I mean, they're both anti-vaccine, right? You know. Yes. Well, what do you mean? Well, you mean DeSantis? Well, <laughs> no. I'll give RFK more credit there. I mean, he was much more. But look, once again, RFK was always kind of suspicious of vaccines because of autism and such, right? Right. Yeah. So this was kind of in his wheelhouse. I mean, yes. he could naturally be against the COVID vaccine. That was easy for him. It wasn't quite mm-hmm. as easy for Ron DeSantis to be against the COVID vaccine as it was RFK Jr. because he was all about vaccines. But I think what Ron DeSantis did was okay. Um, yeah. Middle ground, which was vaccine. Get it if you want. If you don't, don't. Don't get it if you don't want to get it. That's all. I yeah, mean, I guess you're a libertarian, getting... mm-hmm. yeah. like Ron DeSantis is in a lot of ways, that is probably going to be your point of view. Your point of view is not going to be, no, you must get it, or no, you must not get it. Your point of view is going to be you're an adult, do your research, make your own decisions. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Right, but I think, on the other hand, they're mm, knowing, 
I would like to have a president more like RFK because if one studied Dr. David Martin, the, when that technology was actually started to be used in vet, veterinary uh, 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 rabbit farms and dog puppy mills, it didn't really work because um, the nature of the viruses escaping the the uh, that leaky uh, it's not really even a vaccine. It's it's more like a uh, some call it gene therapy. I don't know what we really call it other than a bioweapon. I don't think it works right. at all. It creates yeah. more right. So you and I both agree that vaccines poison, and especially when you look at the infection fatality rate of something like COVID. There's no benefit risk rate uh, positive for it. Do you know what, you know what I mean? It's like yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I guess what I'm trying to say is, like, I I don't know much about DeSantis. If he's kind of like more of a neocon, though, is I I people aren't realistic about our military and how much money is unaccounted for in, in the Pentagon budget every year, trillions right. and trillions unaccounted for, and how much larger budget is even for what's accounted for than as much as the next 10 countries combined. And I keep hearing this idea that we need to have a strong military. We need to, you know, put more money into it and build up more weapons. And, oh, my God, we're, we're, our budgets, like what's accounted for is four times out of China. You know, uh, China's like 200 billion. We're 800, nearly 800 billion. It's, and that's what's accounted for. So what, and here's what I think. Okay. It's very confusing because I think the narratives are not really true. Mm-hmm. In other words, we're already spending as much as the next 10 countries combined. So it's not true that we don't have a strong military. We have more military bases around the world. Then all the countries combined by probably sevenfold. You right. know what I mean, right? So, so it's, we're, we're always being led down a path with a false narrative. It's very confusing. And with that in mind, what I would like to see is, uh, and I don't know how exactly how it would happen, but I don't know why we have eight hundred military bases around the world and why. Our government is not a government of, uh, uh, again, it's not of us. It's of the transnational corporation's agenda. You know, like Smedley Butler wars Iraq or John Perkins' Confessions of an Economic Hitman. You know, the, the, you're probably familiar with both of those or All Wars or Bankers Wars, Michael Rivera, just to name a few to kind of get a flavor for what's really going on. And we're lied to constantly. I, I don't. I don't even know what's real anymore, Mike. You know, I'm, I'm just, <laughs> well, it's true. A lot of people are in your situation, Bill. It's like, what's up? What's down? What's real? What's not? And that's what I mean. Incredible gaslighting and smoke screens yes. out there. So just to just to confuse people in general. Yes. Just to confuse people in general. But yeah. you know, once again, going back to the thing about you know uh, wokeness and stuff and. The left now, that's their game they play. Oh, this wokeness is all made up by the right. It's a made-up thing. It's a made-up thing by the right. Well, it's not. It's, if it's made up, it's because the left started it. It's because the left made it. <laughs> so they made it up because they made it. And uh, many of them will proudly say. It's amazing. On the one hand, they'll say it's fake. And then on the other hand, they'll say, I know people on the left who are like, oh, I'm proudly woke. Well, but I thought it was made up. What do you mean? How could you be proudly you made? Once again, they make no sense. There's no consistency to anything they say because they're full of shit. Of course, it's a real thing. Of course, it is. And if you want to call it cultural Marxism, like DeSantis did, fine. 
you know, uh, that's a fine definition of woke, wokeism, cultural Marxism. But the fact of the matter is you have to either embrace it or not. You're either for it or you're not. But to do this bullshit thing that the left likes to do, which is say, oh, it's made up. Remember, everything else was made up too, right? That the vaccines wouldn't stop the spread, that people would get hurt right. from vaccines. and man, We all made that up too, didn't we? Well, uh, yes, it's, again, the re- how can I put this? Okay, let me back up here. Uh, I don't think the country, like exit polls, for example, show the country, for the most part, more people wanted Medicare for all by far that didn't. You see what I mean? We have more in common than we don't. Right. And the exit polls show that from what I understand, you know, most people want a minimum wage. That's a livable wage. There, you know, are, without, okay. there are things we agree on, Bill. Yes. And then there are disagree, we disagree often in the way to get there, right? Like, let's just take Medicare for all to make it clear and simple. Yeah. Uh, most Americans will say every American should have access to health care. Should have health care, not access to health care. Okay. Mm. But the question is, okay, great. How do we get there? And the thing that people will start diverting on is, in other words, people will say, well, I have a job and or I pay for my own health, whatever it may be. I have the money to pay for it or my job pays for it, whatever it may be. I don't want what I have watered down. I I want you to have health care, but I don't want to lose any of mine. Right. I don't want to lose any of my privileges right like i want to keep my doctor i want to make sure i can get my medication i want to make sure everything that i'm getting now is fine you can get it too but don't take away from what i have so there's also you know there are arguments over that you know with the affordable care act and you can keep Mm -hmm. your doctor well a lot of people couldn't keep their doctor obama either was naive and ignorant about that or lied about it so that hurt he should not have lied about that you know, he should have said, well, there's going to be a transition period where things can get bumpy and then it'll smooth out. But instead, he lied and said, no, you can keep your doctor if you want. And you couldn't because a lot of doctors didn't take those plans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. you lost your doctor. Uh, and so there's all these areas, these gray areas, you know, like where's the money come from? We're already in a big deficit. Where does it come from to pay for all this? Um Will we still have the same kind of care? Who knows? There's a lot of issues that people. So in principle, people say, yes, most majority of Americans think it's a human right. Everyone should have it. But then when you talk about how you get there is when people start disagreeing. Well, can I, one suggestion would be, first of all, why is it? I don't know how to put this. The profiteering of the pharmaceutical companies and the gouging. You know what I mean? For even something as simple as, uh, I don't, I don't use it, but insulin. Where people yeah. are going to Canada to get insulin, they're going to Mexico to buy pharmaceuticals. Because once they add their copay in, the insurance is, a, a lot of people can't afford the copay, mm-hmm. you know? So the insurance really isn't helpful because you got to burn up the copay before it even kicks in for a lot of people. So the, but that's, go ahead. I'm all for. Let's let's go before you know because a lot of my 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 uh, opinions on things and my uh, ideals changed during COVID. But let's look at before COVID. You know, I was working on both Bernie Sanders campaigns, so of course I was totally for Medicare for all, right? Mm-hmm. But then I saw <laughs> the way the government handled COVID, 
Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking to myself with the vaccines and everything else, do I want that government mm-hmm. handling my health care? Do I want that government that fucked up COVID so bad that mandated vaccines that said mm-hmm. these were going to stop the spread? Do I want those idiots, those morons running health care? The answer is no. I don't trust them to do that. So what can you do to satisfy me? Well, you could find a system. And once again, I'm no economic expert. I don't know how you do this to make it feasible. Find a system where the healthcare companies still run, still run the deal, but the government pays for it, right? Isn't that basically Medicare? Uh, I, yeah, I'm going to have some other ideas I was just thinking about, but go ahead. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's basically Medicare, yeah. right? I mean, the mm-hmm. government, I mean, the, 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 the healthcare companies still run everything. It's just mm. the government pays for it. Or they give you right, a subsidy. Right. Even though mm. I know people who have Medicare still pay 150 bucks a month. You know, right. So it's certainly not free the way it probably should be. Um, but, uh, but that's it. But the, but the healthcare companies still run it. And I think that's important. We can't have a situation like in Canada. I, don't, I just don't trust our government to run all of this, run the game. You know, in other words, a lot of Bernie-crats said, get rid of the healthcare companies. You know, Blue Shield, Kaiser, just get rid of them. Get rid of them. I, and have all the people who work for them work for the government. I don't know if that's going to work. I really don't. I think you might have to keep the healthcare companies running the game, the insurance companies running the game, because they know how to do it, right? These are professionals who have been running it for a long time, who have gotten paid a lot of money to run this, and have the government pay right that might well, be a system that could work yeah but i, I let me it, i'll be, play devil's advocate it's it's really the companies that run the government not the other way around so you know uh the profiteering at all costs uh, is those companies uh by the government and and then as a result we get what we have um you know, uh, through the lobbying money, through the stock tips that then, you know, like so, we always so, say, follow the money. I, I, and remember, Bill, yeah, and I don't yeah. understand this, unlike other countries, mm-hmm. we have had this system for so long, right? Yeah. We've had this, this health insurance company-based system, right, where they run the game for so long that Canada hasn't had this. Right, uh, France right. hasn't had. I mean, they've, they've had socialized medicine for what forty, fifty, sixty years. We've okay. had this for so long that how do you uh, totally upheave it and start a new system? It, it'll be it'll be pretty hard to do in this country because so many people are used to this system now. You know, so all you really have to do is take the the burden, right, the monetary burden, away from people and allow people to have health care. That is basically what you need to do. In other words, or you could even do a system where the people who can afford to pay should pay, right? Let's put it this way. Should uh, Tucker Carlson get free health care? Does he, does he need? Does Tucker Carlson it's need yeah. free health care? No. Yeah. And there are a lot of people like that. Does, does, uh, does Elon Musk need free health care? Of course not. So yeah. a lot of these wealthier people, and I think many of them would. If the system was run correctly, not mind subsidizing it a little bit because they're so rich, you know, people hate the rich people all the time. But I guarantee if you talk to people like Tucker and and uh, and um, Musk and they would say, sure, we'll, we'll continue to pay for our health care. You know, it's just it's not a burden to them. 
So take the burden away from the people who can afford it and just make sure they can get quality health care. I have a suggestion. But I, for example, it'd be interesting in the healthcare system where I'm not in a situation I'm paying now because I'm an SSDI and I have medic, you know, Medicare, Medicaid supplemental, but mm. I never go to the doctor because I'm totally into holistic care. Like we talked about to my diet. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't ever go. I don't feel I need blood tests or I'm not worried about any of that. I've my, my vitals have always been excellent because of the way I eat and I eliminate all the chemicals that came from my food, my water, my cleaning products, everything we talked about. So well, the I don't test the moneymaker, right? The blood tests are a money. Yeah. I, I'm like, to me, it's like, yeah. listen, man, I'm, I'm doing good. I, I don't, I don't have that problem. Why? Because I strongly believe we are what we eat because I eat in such a way. I've never had an issue with any of my vitals, yeah. you know, despite the pituitary endocrine disease, the tumor that killed my uncle, mine's in remission. That would always blew away the doctors. How are your vitals so good when you have this condition? And so I've been yeah. in like a giant flop-eared rabbit for 30 years. Yeah, my, you know, my old you know. school family doctor when I was a kid I remember he only believed in doing blood tests when you weren't feeling well, right? He, he would say, okay, it might be this, let's test this. But he mm. didn't believe in these like every six month yeah. you know, blood you know, panels, constant panels when you're healthy and you're feeling fine. You know, so it's, but most doctors nowadays would say, oh no, every, every six months you got to have, every year you got to check this, right? Mm. Yeah, well, it, it kind of strange me from my general practitioner because I was like, nah, I'm good. I'm good. And he's like, well, what'd you call me for? I said, because I, once a year, I have to check in with you to get my compression socks. So the insurance pays for it. He's yeah. like, oh, okay. He was like pushing the vaccine on me. I'm like, nah, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> and so I don't know. But, um, so he's pushing um, the vaccine on you because he probably sees you as being the vulnerable set, right? Yeah, because of my size and, and right. my disabilities. Right. But I'm like, no, no, no. I don't believe in that. I'll be fine. And, and uh, so I, it, it frustrated him because that's what he does. That's yeah. not what I do, you know. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's like, oh, you need to have, you know, what do you call it? When they check, when you reach an age and you start having the, uh, is it the colonoscopies or something? Yes. They go and check. Yes, I'm like, hey, man, I'm not looking forward to that. I'll be fine. You know, I might not need one. And well, here's the way I look at it, Mike. Okay. All right. All right. Bear with me. I'll be as quick as I can. I see Daniel sitting there. Go ahead. Okay. Right. I've been eating organic and healthy for 32 years. I don't eat garbage. I use all natural products on my body and what I clean around. You know what I mean? Whatever I do, I would clean the table or whatever. And, and I filter my water. And in other words, I minimize my exposure to all the chemicals mm -hmm. as much as I can, you know. Mm -hmm. I don't always have control over what wafts through the window. You know what I mean? Got the neighbor next door. He likes to, he, he's like a handyman. Sometimes he refurbishes a, a door or something. And believe it or not, the way the wind blows, sometimes I'm like, up. Oh, he's working outside, you know. <laughs> anyway, uh, he's got the, his little uh, saw hoss to set up there. He's got a door on there because he does handyman work. But for the most part, that's, that's rare and minimal. So, in other words, I firmly believe if I'm hydrating right and I'm eating all these things, I every time I've gone to have a blood pressure check for the last, well, I, I've never had a problem with any of those vitals. So what am I worried about? If I keep eating the way I'm eating and doing what I'm doing 
And even when they finally discover the pituitary tumor, like we're going to track this if it, you know, grows much. We go through the schnauzel and we could take it out. I'm like, um, so let me study what else I need to do to eliminate the need for potential for that. You know, so mm-hmm. it was, right. you know, using different herbs and, and even cutting back more because cancer, people believe, grows on carbohydrates also if you're alkalinized like apple cider vinegar and water and turmeric well i didn't know if it was going to work but i was like well let me give it a shot right i can't say for sure i can't say for sure that that's what you know put it into remission where it's not grown and it faded out according to dr Nzuki, we can't see it anymore really maybe it was just but nonetheless i went that route you know what i mean believing because I do believe in that path. So, so I, I think like Dr. Senna from MIT, that's her message, mm-hmm. you know, to do all those things, eliminate all the poisons, you know, that from every aspect of your life to begin with, you know? Right. And right. so, so what I'm getting at is, um, I, I'm glad I have the Medicare Medicaid. If, if I need, if in, let's say, for example, I take a terrible fall and I need to have my leg reset. Right. You know what I mean? You know? Yeah, most people will only need this stuff for like catastrophic things, right? That's Just what I mean. Catastrophic that's what happens. What I was trying know? to say. And yeah. that's, you know, a big reason why a lot of people, you know, a lot of people, when they pick their plans, they pick the plan where it's geared more towards, you know, catastrophic stuff. Right. Seeing the doctor 12 times a year. Right. You know, um, and, and that's, you know, because look, it comes down to it and you got to see a doctor and pay 70 bucks. Okay, fine. But you don't want to have to pay. $125,000 if something right. happens, right? Right, right, exactly. Also, or, or saddle the taxpayer because they have to treat you, but someone's going to have to pay that $125,000. You know, so it's the whole system here is very screwed up. But I don't think anyone would say that the system here is not very screwed up. It's a screwed right. up system. It needs to change. And part of it, I think it starts, I think you put your finger on it a few minutes ago, big pharma. Yeah. That's a big problem. But, the same people who tout we need healthcare, everyone need everyone should need healthcare. Ever healthcare for you know what I'm doing right? Healthcare for all, healthcare yeah, for Bernie. all, <laughs> yeah, Medicare for all, single payer system are the ones who sucked up to big pharma for three years. So I, That's it. I can't, I don't want to listen to them anymore. They don't. Right. I, anything they say doesn't matter to me anymore. Yeah. You're that much of a hypocrite on such a big issue for so many years. It's it, to me, it's like forget it. You're all you're just bullshit. You're all yeah. Fans. And even for people like me and on SSDI because of the statute limitations and when I applied, like I told you, um, I get the minimum from SSDI because of that screwed up system because I didn't realize how it worked. By the time I applied the window, blah, 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 we talked about this. So I'd be like, hey, whatever percentage of that they're taking out for Medicare Medicaid, there is a percentage that has to be. I'm like... I'd like to have it for food because I only get $61 a month from EBT. You know what I mean? Because I'm not going to use, I'm not going to go to my doctor. I'm not going to, I just want the catastrophic insurance. That's what I'm suggesting. So that if God forbid I end up in the hospital, otherwise I don't use it. I just don't use it. I, I, yeah. I, I, so anyway, so well, that's, I that's, well, my situation is I've gone through periods of my life where I don't have health coverage. And it's so funny. <laughs> I'm healthier when I don't have it, <laughs> when I have really? coverage. Maybe it's psychosomatic. I seem to get sick more often. Oh. And maybe it's because I can see a doctor, you know. And uh, 
And that's what I'll do. When I have health coverage, like I do now, I will simply see doctors for things I wouldn't have if I didn't have the coverage. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, there'll be things where if I didn't have the coverage, I'd be like, I'm sure it'll just clear up in a couple of weeks. And now I'm like, eh, why not? I have it, right? So, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Well, thanks. Uh, uh, All right, Bill. We got lots to talk about the next couple of days. I'll be yes. in touch again. No problem. Thanks. Thank okay. All right. Uh, let's go to Daniel from, I believe, San Francisco. How's it going, Daniel? Yeah, pay attention to those travel advisories again. <laughs> um, yeah, it's very, I feel very, it's so dangerous here in Florida. I feel danger. Every corner, lurking. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah on the uh, Medicare for all thing. Mm -hmm. um, 20 years ago, I probably would have said yes. Now it's a resounding no. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's simply because it's unworkable. It's unsustainable. We spend over 23% of our GDP on health care. Mm -hmm. On health care. Compare this to 4% spent on the military industrial complex. The industrial complex is taking over our economy. You can't export mm -hmm. that shit. <laughs> you, this, this, this isn't a, a, a wealth a builder for the for the U.S. and its, its people. This is just nothing but a drain, um, and, and it's large part. Most medical medical care is is kind of worthless. Um, what there is never we are never going to have we're never going to solve this this problem of of of, of keeping people healthy and giving them the medical medical care that they need until one thing is done. Everyone takes responsibility for themselves. We have an obesity pandemic that is so far out of control in this country. What is it? Forty-four percent are obese. Seventy-five percent, at least, are overweight. Mm -hmm. This causes so many problems. Cancers of all types are increased by obesity. Yeah. Diabetes, of course, increased by, by obesity. The damage that it does to me the metabolic system from diabetes infection, retinopathy, et cetera, kidney disease, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, every, every freaking organ in your body. Um, it, it's a disaster, and it is just going to blow up and blow up. We cannot, simply cannot afford Medicare. But what about, it is not play possible. devil's advocate, I know what you're saying, but what about the person who does take care of themselves, right, and they get sick? I mean, people, healthy people do get sick, Daniel. Healthy people get cancer. Healthy people get heart issues look at uh, david letterman you know he had that heart we, we see this all the time young healthy people have sometimes they have heart defects they don't even know about until it, it it does something bad to them so what about all those people why should they if they don't have health care have to suffer when they well, what, do everything they can to stay healthy yeah i don't think you're playing devil's advocate at all because they they when you ask why should they suffer what you're really asking is why should they suffer at the hands of those that don't take care of themselves? Because it is those people that are increasing the cost of medical care and have made it for the people that take care of themselves so damn expensive. We, used, we spent 7% of our GDP back in 1970, just as the obesity pandemic was taking off, on 7% of GDP on medical care. Now it's over 23%. And over the last three years, a lot, lot higher. Well, that's because our system is so screwed up. That's why it's so expensive. 
our you know. si- is because each one of us are not taking responsibility for our health. That's the bottom line. Well, we cannot have we cannot have a seventy five percent overweight, a forty four percent obesity, and not pay a heavy price for that. It's, it's simply not possible. It's part of it, but it's, it's also the exorbitant dollar amounts that we have to pay for drugs in this country and yes, other kinds and, of and those exor- yeah. And those yeah. exorbitant dollar amounts come from the fact that we have this underlying pandemic of obesity and the diseases that it causes. That is why these things cost so much: supply and demand. The higher the demand, the more they can charge for it. Yeah, I just, I just, don't, I don't know a system that would work that would say, well, if you take care of yourself, it's not the system. That's what I'm saying. We'll give you and health. Every, everyone keeps on talking about the system, the system, the system. The problem is never going to get solved because it's not the system. Well, I think it's. I think. I think you're partially right. I don't know if I'm going to say you're 100 percent right. Yes, you're. We've talked about the obesity issue. Yes, obviously it's an issue. And people need to take personal responsibility. I'm always all for that, personal responsibility for their own health. But I do think we need a system where there might there aren't people out there who need something. They need medicine. They need an operation, and they can't afford to get it. I don't think that fits in with a civilized society. It doesn't matter if it fits in or not. It's simply not sustainable. What we, are, what we are doing to ourselves is not sustainable. The costs that we are incurring from our behaviors is not sustainable. You can talk about whether you think it's right or wrong or not, but there's a lot that's right and wrong here. And one of the things, the principal thing that is wrong is that people are not taking responsibility for their own health. And that maybe have many causes. But when it comes right down to it, the only one that's ever going to change it is going to be you. It's going to be myself. We have to take responsibility. And this problem, I'm, I'm telling you, it, I can tell you this with this, as much surety that I could tell you that the coronavirus vaccine, that the SARS-CoV-2 vaccines weren't going to prevent transmission. I can tell you with as much surety as I could that, uh, back in t- 2020 that masks don't do a damn thing and that lockdowns is going to cause f- far more uh, pain in this world um, than just letting it, so-called letting it rip. That is, this, is, this, this is a no-brainer. This, you cannot do this. Our society simply cannot sustain this trajectory. It cannot sustain the present level of obesity pen that we have in this country. If it were not for obesity in this country, COVID would have gone by as a blip on the radar that no one would have ever detected. Well, and I think another um, element here is that we've, I have, you have, many of us have lost faith in the medical community over the last three years. We've totally lost faith. In other words, just the faith it takes to go to a doctor for any condition and believe them now, right? Well, that, 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 you know, it, when, when it comes to cost, that's going to be a good thing because that's going to bring down costs. Um, for some people, it'll be a bad thing with respect to outcomes. But, um, yeah, that, that, that's, that's a cost curtailer. <laughs> yeah, but it's a shame. I mean, it's the, the hit the medical community has taken and of course, at least partially self-inflicted, is, is, is really not a good thing for this country. Of course it's not. Of course it's not. You need to, when, when you need a doctor, you need to be able to trust your doctor and you need to be able to know that he isn't being influenced by uh, big money from, from pharmaceutical industries, industries from, from, techno, from device, medical device <laughs> industries. You need to know that. Or um, a governor. And, or a governor. Yeah. 
Yeah, or, or politics, of course. Um, yeah. We need to we need to know that. Um, and, and fortunately, we've seen um, how warped it can all get over the last three years. And the reason that it's gotten so damn warped is because there is so damn much money in it right now. Like I said, 1970s, 7% of GDP. Before 1970s, I mean, go back to 1940s and we spent, I don't know, what, 2% on, on uh, GDP on, on health care? Right. <laughs> I mean... Now we're spending over 23%. That was before 2020. And I'm sure it has skyrocketed since then because of the COVID business. But it's, it's, simply, it's simply not sustainable. There is no way that it's sustainable. I can tell you this with as great as a surety as I can tell you that the conservation of energy principle is valid throughout the universe. Okay, but let me ask you a question. I think I know the answer. I think I know what you're going to say. So why is the healthcare system in France sustainable? or in Canada sustainable, or in our favorite country, Sweden, sustainable? Well, in part, it is sustainable because they don't have the obesity rate that we have. I knew you were going to Most say Most of that. those countries are 10 to 15% less than us. If they stay on the path they are presently on, they will. it will be unsustainable for, for them soon. It may already, it is already unsustainable in the UK, in where the UK. their obesity yes, rates are very UK. close to ours, and they have constant messaging that comes from the NHS in, in okay about saving their NHS. Adopt this behavior, adopt this behavior to, to save the NHS. It's always about, and this is just isn't since 2020, it was far before that. They're trying to get people to adopt better behaviors to save the NHS. They're telling you this is unsustainable. Your behaviors out there, public, are unsustainable. It's not about the system. It's about you taking responsibility for yourself. Each one of us, if, you, if you're going to expect something free from the government, something low cost from, from the government, you better well be putting something up. And what you better be putting up is what I'm telling everybody here is good behavior with respect to your health. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, that's very important. And you're right. The U.K., has been having a lot of problems with the NIH, and a lot of it does have to do with obesity and people just not taking care of themselves, and it's it's driving up it's driving up healthcare costs. But that's another really, I mean, uh, just historically ingrained issue here in this country. I know it wasn't this way 50, 60, 70 years ago, but over the last, let's say, what? 40, 40 years, 50 years? Since the obesity um, pandemic took off? Yeah it, yeah, it really took off in earnest in the 1980s. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. I mean, and there was a to... big exercise craze in, in the 70, 70s, uh, mid-70s to early 80s, where yeah. everybody everybody was thin, everyone walked around and looking like they were off to a tennis match, wearing a, uh, a sweatband <laughs> around their head and on their wrist, um, you know. <laughs> but, they they but, all look like Olivia Newton-John out to, to play tennis. Let's everyone. get physical, physical. But, uh, but also, though, wasn't the, like, the 90s and beyond – the explosion of health clubs? Well, <laughs> you might as well explode the health clubs because no one is losing any weight at them. No one is changing is, the behaviors that matter at them. <laughs> right, but that's the amazing thing. I do remember, I think over the last 25, 30 years is when all these health clubs have exploded, 24-hour fitness you know, and, and, and crunch and yeah, planet and it fitness. Shows, yeah. Which, and it, it, just, yeah, it just tells you, it, it, I always, when people talk about health clubs and going to the gym and stuff, I say, and they ask me where, where I go, I go, why do I need a gym? <laughs> yeah. What's that possibly going to do? I, I, I go walk. I run. 
if if I want to if I want to do upper body stuff, I do push ups. I do pull ups on. on oh. I can do pull ups on the uh, on a, a sturdy table in your kitchen. Yeah. Um, you, you don't well, need a gym to get healthy. You simply don't need one. How People about use the, it as yeah. it's a paid it's a paid excuse. You pay into the system. You know, ninety bucks, a hundred bucks a month, whatever your gym costs you, and you have well, you have an excuse, great. and your excuse is, oh, I'll get around to it someday. <laughs> well, there are two things there. One is a lot of people buy, you know, the uh, the memberships and never use them. That's one exactly. Thing. But the second thing is, I think a big problem was and is is that people assume that if they're going to the gym three, four, five times a week, they don't have to eat healthy anymore. Well, you know, you really don't. If you if you get if you get enough exercise, then what your diet is is third order at at, at worst when in importance. Cholesterol well, definitely important. Um, there are some sorry, people. I'm, I'm walking say, by a restaurant right now with yeah. some live music at it. Hold on a second. Yeah, that's all right. There are some people as you pass by the restaurant with a restaurant of all places, is some people will say the diet is the biggest issue. You know, people no, will say, not. "Oh, I can't, I can't burn fat. I can't see my abs. Let me do more twists and turns." And ru-. but that's not it. Your diet is very important when it comes to that kind of thing. Let's put it this way: aesthetically speaking, diet's important. No, no, di- diet isn't important. The, 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 what is important is the dynamic and the balance between energy intake and energy output. You can't say the diet is important. It's it's that dynamic that is important when it comes to, when it comes to worrying about. Americans do 10 times more worrying about their diet than they do 100. Well, they do 100 times more worrying about their diet and talking about it than they do taking care of themselves. I've always been told I've always been told the more you work out, the more you can eat. Right. I get it. But it doesn't mean I should be eating, you know, Big Macs and milkshakes every day. If you eat Big Macs and milkshakes, like I said, there is very little to know about diet. Except, except for two important things. One, Americans aren't deficient by and large in anything. Two, what we have is an obesity problem. We have a, a problem with that, that with the dynamic that we're talking about here. That's it. That's that's that. And, and and keeping your cholesterol down. Those are the only things that you really need to do to to improve your health. Everything else is going to be such small order stuff. That it is, it is, it's minuscule in importance. You can, you know, get, drink filtered water. It doesn't matter. The water that comes out of the tap is just fine. You can get organic food. You can, you, you can oh. read the labels on, on the back of your, your food and, and whatever your current obsession was, is, and, and, no. and you know, you, you can do all this stuff. It's not going to matter when it comes to the most important thing, which is energy balance and getting your cholesterol down. And that's, that's it. You do those yeah. things. You're, you've done 99% of what you can do as an individual to manage your health. Well, I'm, I'm, you might be right, but I'm, I'm obsessed with filtered and bottled water. I won't drink water out of a tap. Yeah, I don't I understand you people. I really don't. <laughs> well, because, Daniel, isn't that trusting the government? I don't trust the government to give me clean water. Look at some of the places in this country where sludge is coming out of the faucets. I don't, I just don't. You know, they'll say, oh, the particle levels are so low. I don't believe it. I, I, I believe that they're lying to me and I'm drinking water with like feces in it. <laughs> most, most sewer water, by the time it is processed, you can drink it 
with no problem at all. You would not, nothing adverse would happen to you. And what do they do? They just dump it into the ocean, dump it into a stream. Mm-hmm. Mm. I'm drinking my bottle of water right now as I speak to you. I'm drinking my, <laughs> as, as we I'm drinking about my you're drinking your bottle of water. Zephyr Hills, Zephyr Hills. Where the fuck is Zephyr Hills? No idea. Yet I'm drinking the water from Zephyr Hills. You know what Zephyr Hills? It's some guy's bathtub. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's some guy with a, uh, a carbon filter on his sink in his, in his kitchen, <laughs> and he's sitting there all day long filling plastic bottles. Yeah, um, and that, that's it. Um, yeah, they, they, <laughs> there's been so many studies looking at tap water versus bottled water, and there's no reason to suspect. You don't believe that drinking... You don't believe that drinking the water from like the springs of the Alaska mountains <laughs> is any better than, than water out of the faucet in San Francisco? No, especially if there's marmots by, you might end up with a really bad case of diarrhea. <laughs> I mean, have you ever got giardia? It's, it's no better. Yeah. I like my water from the Swedish mountains. <laughs> the mountains yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, just just make sure you're above the marmot line because that's, that's usually used <laughs> spreading giardia. Oh, <laughs> uh, Daniel, thanks. Yeah, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Yes. Oh, I need a good laugh, but I do. I'm I'm addicted to bottled water. I have, you know, and it's amazing because you know, I go into a restaurant and you ask for. Water. Uh, I'm not going to – this is the new thing with restaurants, right, where they, they give you bottled water, they, right? They give you spring water, and it's $20 a bottle. When I go into a restaurant because I'm cheap, I'm going to say, no, just give me tap water, and I drink it. So think about that. Think how crazy I am, how nutty I am. I like to talk about other people being nutty, but I'm a little nutty here, right? So I'll drink the tap water that I'm given in the restaurant, but I won't drink it at home. It's bizarre, isn't it? But anyway, I wonder how much money I spend on bottled water. I can only imagine. I should do that. I should start seeing how much I spend on bottled water. It's probably, it's probably enough to go on a, a great vacation somewhere. It really is. That's how sad this is. I could probably go on a cruise for the money I spend on bottled water every year. I try to do the uh, filters at home because they're a lot cheaper, you know. So I get the filter. And I do the filter in the, in the, you know, in the pitcher and all that, you know, it's a little bit cheaper than buying the bottle. And also, I guess, more in my environmentally safe, environmentally kind. I'd like to do that sometimes. Um, here's something else. So I, at the beginning of the show, I spoke about the crazy mask with the N95s with the smoke in New York and how Kathy Hochul is giving out free masks at the subway stations tomorrow. But... At the same time, in the New York Times, you can't make this up. They write that the CDC says dust masks, surgical masks, and bandanas are not sufficient to protect children from smoke, and that N95 masks are typically not fitted for kids and may not provide adequate coverage. So what are they saying? The CDC is now saying that masks aren't good for the smoke, but they were great for uh, for virus particles, particulates that are what? What size the smoke of particles? What? I don't even know. One uh, ten thousandth, ten ten thousand smaller. I don't know. Much smaller, right? The virus particulates are much smaller than the smoke particulates, and yet 
So the CDC is saying, forget the masks when it comes to the smoke, but hey, when it comes to the comes to a cold, it definitely protects you. These people are so full of shit. But at the same time, the CDC, which Democrats love and adore, are saying that these masks are garbage. They're handing out millions of masks in New York and spending millions of dollars on something that's going to be gone in three days. One would have to think, if you were a conspiracy theorist, which, of course, we all are not, right? We're just right about everything, that they're giving out these masks, not for the smoke. Well, maybe short-term for the smoke, but long-term to say, oh, remember those masks we gave you? The next variant is here. Put them on. I think that's what it is. I think that's what it is. That's why they're spending all this money. So they'll say, remember those masks we gave you? Even though you're only supposed to, that's another crazy thing, particularly. Those N95 masks, you're only supposed to wear them once. You're not supposed to wear them over a period of weeks and months and years. They're not good anymore. So I don't know. The whole thing is so stupid. The whole thing is stupid. Let people go out if they want to go out in the smoke. If they don't want to go out in the smoke, they don't have to. It's summer. You can put your air conditioning on and close your windows if you want. Or if you're young and healthy, you can go for a run in the smoke if you want to do that. But they want to control everything. They want to mandate and control. They want, once again, they want you to do what they're doing, right? Not even. That's not even right, Mike. That's wrong. They pretend they want you to do what they're doing. But then they tell you to do. It's even worse, right? They, many of them, they tell you to do this, and then they do the other thing, right? Like Gavin Newsom, you can't have your restaurant open, but I can go out to the restaurant. You can't gather with your friends. Those do as I say, not as I do, basically. That, that's what it comes down to. Do as I say, not as I do. What they want you to do, they want you to do as they say. That's the control mechanism. Do as we say. Forget if it's going to work. We don't even think it's going to work. Forget we're not going to do this stupidity. We're not going to. The peasants can do it, but the peasants must do what we say. That's, you know, what a dictator does. The peasants must do what I say. I live above them. I don't do any of these things the peasants must do, but they must do it because I say it. And that's what we've gotten now from these woke, I don't give a fuck if you don't like the term, woke Democrat politicians. That's where it's gotten us. There was one more thing I wanted to cover. Oh, yes. Okay. So evidently there's this actor. His name is, he's a trans actor. What's a trans actor? Transaction? Is that what it is? It says trans actor. What transaction did he make? I'm a trans actor. I make transactions. Trans actor Elliot, in quotes, page says he, in quotes, was attacked by someone in very liberal Los Angeles. Apparently, the person said, I'm going to fucking gay bash you. In 2019, as Ellen Page, she went on TV and blamed Trump and Mike Pence stances on trans and gay rights for what happened to Juicy Smollett. She received a standing ovation. So this same person who in 2019 was Ellen Page, okay? The same person who in 2019 was Ellen Page went on TV and blamed Trump and Pence for what happened to Juicy, which we know was totally made up. And now this person is doing exactly what Juicy did. So four years later, this person, now Elliot Page, 
uh, said he was attacked by someone in very liberal Los Angeles. Apparently, the person said, I'm going to fucking gay bash you, as though a gay basher says those words. I'm going to gay bash. Get ready. Here comes a good old-fashioned gay bashing. Who believes this absolute horseshit? You know, people might say, hey, I'm going to fucking punch you in the face, right? If you even believe that much. But no one's going to say I'm going to gay bash you. It, but this person, this it, whatever, knows that their people are so dumb that they'll buy this. And it's not like it's in Cheyenne, Wyoming, right? Or Lincoln, Nebraska. This is Los Angeles. Los Angeles, which, by the way, Hillary Clinton won by 3 million votes. In Los Angeles, someone said this. This is what people are tired of. This is what people are tired of. And the want this nonsense will embrace it. All right. They'll embrace it because they believe that the virtue signaling and the narrative is more important than reality. Right. Than than facts. Then what you and I know is the real world. And people are getting tired of it. People are absolutely tired of it. Um, OK, I think. We'll talk more about this. I, there's something I want to talk about. I, I think we'll do a, uh, we might do a patented uh, Mayor Shaft update tomorrow. Um, oh, one thing, one thing I want to end on is I went to, I just passed by, I'll end on a a, 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 a soft note, a, a, a light note, is that I just walked by earlier a, the, the stairs that Al Pacino went up in Scarface. Remember the scene in Scarface where he goes to get the drugs, the, the drug transaction from the Colombians and the guy, you know, traps him with the, that horrible scene with the chainsaw. Well, the stairs, the building he went up, those stairs, I wish I just passed them. I put it on Twitter. I put the photos and they have a big plaque there that says these are the stairs that, you know, Al Pacino went up in South Beach. And of course, now the building is a CVS. What else is new? But it was interesting. It's so funny. I had this like deja vu. I passed by this, this building and I looked at the stairs. And no sooner did I look at the stairs that I saw two guys taking photos in front of it and then pointing to the plaque. I said, wow, this is crazy. That's a really surreal feeling when you have seen something on television or in film, not in real life. And then you see it in real life, right? For some people, it might be like passing the diner in Seinfeld that is supposed to be in New York, but isn't. It is in New York, right? It's just the the out the exteriors in New York. The interiors, of course, shot in L.A. But it's like that kind of thing, right? You see something on television in the movies, and you've seen it a lot, and then you 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 pass by it, or you're in it in real life, and you're like, wow, this is a a really weird. A really weird feeling, but that was interesting. Okay. All right. Uh, I'm going to end the show here. I want to remind everyone that the show is airing different times this week. I'm going to, it's really a play by ear kind of thing the next couple of days on, on if there'll be a show and when it'll be, because I am on vacation. So it all depends on what's happening, but I'm going to try. Remember, you can just look at the schedule. 
uh, and I'll try to put it up on the schedule uh, to be on around the same time I was on tonight, which is 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific, right? So I'm going to hold to that, but, you know, don't don't kill me if I don't because, you know, hey, I might get into some trouble. Every time I'm in Miami, I want to talk like Al Pacino. Hey, uh, but that was really from that was from uh, the other the other film where he won the Oscar. Right. A scent of a woman, you know, but I always want to I, I always get in that mood of Tony Montana mood. Hey, Sosa, Sosa. Hey, oh. you know, anyway. Oh, so anyway, I, <laughs> I want to thank everyone for listening as I'm here in Miami, Florida. And uh, I will speak to you. We'll talk more about the issues. And the name of this show is, and let's be heard. Um, and until next time, this is Micah Shopoli reminding you that your influence counts. Use it. <laughs>